Well, good morning again. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday before Thanksgiving. Can you believe it that we're like at Thanksgiving already? It feels really like, I don't know, like the whole like last three months have been a blur and yeah, I can't believe it's here and like Christmas will be here before we know it. I just want to know like how many of y'all have started listening to Christmas music already? Like, like no, no judgment, no judgment. I'll just, I just want to see like if y'all are ready to admit that, <laughs> that you started listening to Christmas music. I have not, uh, but I kind of want to. So maybe part of that was like, I want permission. So I was like asking you, like, is it okay if I do this? <laughs> I um, also just want to echo what Hannah said about the groups. Uh, they're going to be available um, after service and after the 11:15 service for people who are going into all different environments uh, during Thanksgiving. I think it's really um, helpful and beautiful thing that we can all gather together and sort of help each other out so we are better prepared to have uh, the kind of Thanksgiving that we want to have. So I just want to echo that again. Um, and if we haven't met yet, my name is Troy, and I'm one of the interns here at UBC. Um, and if we haven't had coffee yet, I just want to like extend an invitation to like come up to me and say, we haven't had coffee yet, and I will buy you coffee. Um, just want to get to know you and hear your story because um, one of the really beautiful things about UBC is we believe that you matter and we believe that your story matters and that we are better because you're here. So I just want to get to know you. So my name is Troy and I hope we get a chance to meet uh, after service. So today we're wrapping up a sermon series we're calling Be Bold. Y'all know that we're in the fourth week of our sermon series. Uh, do y'all remember some of the things we've talked about in the last couple weeks? We talked about being bold in, in three things. Anybody, anybody remember? Gratitude, that's right. Woo! That's one. Hope, that's right. Awesome. Y'all are good. Gratitude, hope, and, and what's, the, what's the other one? Generosity, that's right. Oh my, y'all are amazing. I wasn't even expecting you to know all that. <laughs> so yes, we talked about being bold in, in gratitude, bold in giving, bold in hope. That's what Hannah talked about last week. And today we're going to talk a little bit about prayer. We're going to talk a little bit about what it might look like for us individually and us as a church to be bold in prayer. And, and before we jump in, I know when we have a talk about prayer, um, we all bring all sorts of questions and thoughts and baggage and preconceptions into conversations like this. Uh, we bring uh, the way we grew up thinking about prayer. We bring the way we were taught to think about prayer, um, the way we've seen other people pray and all of our sort of thoughts about God and and theological questions and all of that. And I know that for some of us, we love prayer and it's easy. Uh, for some of us, prayer might be scary and overwhelming. And, and we might be everywhere in between, sort of all across the spectrum. So um, I just want to say that like that's okay. And wherever you sort of fit on that spectrum of how you feel about prayer, we want you to know that we see you and you belong. And welcome to this conversation that we can have together. So our text this morning is from the fourth chapter in the book of Acts. So we just heard the amazing scripture reading uh, right before I came up. And, and so far in the book of Acts, like from chapter 1 up until chapter 4, it's been this sort of surprising whirlwind picture of the Spirit empowering these ordinary folks who had insisted that this Jewish carpenter named Jesus that they had given their lives to, who had been crucified by the empire and religious authorities, had risen from the dead and that their lives would never be the same again. And that this same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead had actually fallen on them. And this community of close-knit disciples 
now was the beginning of a movement that started to sort of spread like wildfire throughout that very empire that had killed Jesus. And this movement was one that often collided with those in authority, like in our text this morning, because it insisted that this Jesus called us to live different kind of lives in the world, lives of justice and forgiveness and lives of radical love and, and solidarity, values that more often than not were directly opposed to the values of that very empire in which they were living. And, and most of all, these early Jesus followers insisted that Jesus was Lord and Caesar was not. And that was sort of a direct threat to those who had the power and those who had authority. And in, so in our text this morning, Peter and John find themselves in an all too familiar confrontation with those in authority. Again, over things like signs and wonders and miracles that they had done in the name of Jesus. And this insistence that Jesus had actually risen from the dead the very Jesus that these authorities had crucified had risen from the dead and turned their lives upside down and had the potential to change them, their communities, and the world. And so that's where we sort of find ourselves this morning. And, and so they were in the midst of, of yet another conflict between those in authority with folks who had a lot of power and were skeptical of these Jesus followers and then they wanted to put a stop to it. And instead of Maybe you and I, if we were in a conflict like that, instead of praying for like comfort and peace and protection and a way out of this sort of scary conflict, our text says that they pray for boldness. That's, that's pretty gutsy. It, our, our text says, he say, and now, Lord, look at their threats and grant to your servants to speak your word with boldness. So they're sort of looking at this conflict and they say, bring it on. We want boldness that this resurrection of Jesus and this powerful spirit had, had begun to do something in them, that they started to have this sort of supernatural boldness in the face of confrontation and adversity. And God gave them this boldness. Check out in the end of verse 31, it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. And our verse doesn't even stop there, but it says that God had given them such boldness in the face of this conflict and adversity that the text says when they prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. And, and I know that, you know, we live in the 21st century, and that seems a little, I don't know, too much, a little weird that, you know, their prayer had the potential to actually, like, shake the floors. But if I'm honest... And if we can't be honest in church, where can we be honest? Amen? Mm-hmm. I kind of want that kind of boldness in my prayer life. Like, I kind of want some of that stuff. Like, I'm kind of jealous of those first century Jesus followers <laughs> and that they had such boldness, they had such power that the Spirit moved in them so much that the place was, was shaking. Like, how many of y'all could use that, like, boldness and power in your lives? And, and here's the thing, I, one of the things I really love about UBC is the way that the, we pray so passionately and we pray so powerfully when we're gathered together as an assembly on Sunday morning. But I, I would love to have that kind of power and that kind of boldness in my like, individual prayer life too. Like I want to know how to tap into some of that on Monday morning and on Thursday morning and when I'm tired and burnt out. I think we all could use some of that boldness 
in our prayer life. You know, and then there are some stuff in my life, some stuff in our lives, some stuff in the world, that if I'm honest, I would like God to shake up with my prayers. And I would love to believe that my prayers, that our prayers, could have that kind of power and that kind of boldness to shake things up in the world. And there's a few things that I think these early Jesus followers got, that they sort of understood, that allowed them to be bold in the face of adversity. There's something that people get sort of at a gut level that are bold in prayer, something they tap into. And, and I'm thinking I'd sort of talk about a few of those things this morning. When, when I was thinking this week throughout my life, different times when I've had different relationship with prayer and when I was more bold or less bold in my prayer life, I realized that at one point in my life when I wasn't being bold in prayer, when I felt like I couldn't sort of pray with that power and boldness, is when I was going through a season when I didn't think I could bring my whole self before God. When I didn't think that all of myself was accepted before God. At that time in my life, I was not bold in prayer when I thought there were certain parts of myself that I had to keep from God. When I thought that there were parts of my life that I could not show God. I remember it was about five years ago now, and I was going through a really difficult season. I was wrestling with what I believed. I began to have a lot of doubts about the church and about God. I began to come to terms with the fact that I was gay and I didn't believe what I used to, and, and things felt really confusing and really hard. And, and there were some deep parts of me then, because of messages I had internalized and things I was hearing from people around me, that I didn't think I could bring all of that stuff to God. And, and I don't know, maybe some of y'all have felt that way too. Like there were certain parts of ourselves that we had to sort of keep from God. And, and when that happened, looking back now, I can see that I was not bold in prayer. I was not able to sort of pray with the sort of honesty and power that I once did. You know, when, when you begin to feel like you have to edit out parts of yourself and parts of your story when it comes to your relationship with God during prayer, whether it be certain parts of our identities or feelings or thoughts or anxiety or emotions, or even doubts, it's hard to boldly approach God with all of our requests and our hopes and our dreams and our desires. But, but one thing I noticed is that little by little, as I began to realize, thanks to some great mentors and friends and some wonderful churches that I was a part of, that actually the God revealed in Jesus was a God who embraced every part of ourselves that this God was a God of boundless grace and overflowing love, and a God who actually invited us to bring all of ourselves to God, that God loves us not in spite of those things, but because of those things. And when I started to let that sink in, I realized that God embraced all of me, my sexuality, my doubts, my struggles, my dreams, my hopes, and my desires. And I started to let those deep truths trickle into my prayer life. I began to notice that it was easier for me to pray bold prayers again. It was easier for me to go into that space of offering my request to God. It began to sort of slowly have an effect on me of reigniting this prayer life that I once loved 
I, want, I began to experience the joy of prayer again. And that's what I noticed is that people that boldly approach God in prayer know that God boldly embraces all of who they are. And if I were taking notes, not that I'm expecting y'all to, <laughs> I might write that down. That people that boldly approach God in prayer know that God boldly embraces all of who they are. And, and I know some of y'all are probably thinking, you know, that's great that we could bring all of ourselves to God, but what exactly are bold prayers? And I, and I get that question because sometimes, you know, even for me, I don't feel like praying nice, spiritual-sounding prayers. Sometimes I don't even know what to pray still. Sometimes I don't know how to muster the words, let alone pray boldly. But, but here's another thing I noticed when I was reflecting on bold prayer, and that's that bold prayers are unedited prayers. That people that boldly approach God in prayer know that God boldly embraces all of who they are. Well, I don't know. Siri was, Siri was really listening to the sermon, I guess. <laughs> I guess that was the Holy Spirit. Siri's, I don't know, pretty bold, I guess, right? I mean... Wow. <laughs> but bold prayers are unedited. The people that pray bold prayers know that unedited prayers are honest prayers. And it's those unedited prayers and those honest prayers that turn into bold prayers. That means that when we boldly approach God, there is no right or wrong way to pray. Beloved, there's no script, no perfect or precise words that we must use. There's no rubric that we have to follow. There's no words or thoughts or feelings that are off limits when we offer our prayers to God. In fact, it's those very things that make them bold. It means we don't have to monitor what's in our hearts or what's in our minds. Bold prayers are just prayers that lay it all out there because God boldly embraces all of who we are. And so we have permission to be honest with God. Now that means that prayer and bold prayers even oftentimes begin with simply opening up our hearts to God and boldly letting what is in our hearts pour out whether it's questions or pain or anger or shaking your fist at the heavens or crying out or joy or thanksgiving or anxiety or fear or anything in between. Sometimes it means just sitting in silence because we don't have words to express our prayers. Sometimes it just means letting the words flow out. And sometimes it means just sitting alone, in silence, waiting for the words to come. There's no worrying about what God might think because God knows already. And not only does God know what's in our hearts already, but God loves us unconditionally because of who we are. Bold prayers are unedited prayers. Unedited prayers are honest prayers. And maybe you've never been honest with God in prayer before. 
Maybe you haven't in a long time, or maybe you never felt like you had permission to be honest with God or pray those scary, honest prayers. But I'm here to give you permission to say it's okay. That that's actually what makes those prayers bold. You know, maybe you didn't even know that God wanted to hear those honest prayers or your desires or your pain or your dreams. Maybe you didn't know you could tell God what you wanted or what was the deepest desire of your heart or that you could ask God for things. Maybe this week you could just try it. Maybe this week you could just try it and see what happens. Maybe for you it'll be just sitting in silence for a while and seeing what comes up for you, what honest things come up for you. Maybe it'll help if you journal. Maybe writing down what's in your heart and what you're feeling might help, to be honest with God. Maybe having a certain time during the week when you sit down and pray. You sit down and then see what might happen, just being alone with God, knowing that God embraces all of who you are. For me, the best time to do that is in the mornings when I sit out, when it's warm on my back deck with my coffee, and just sort of sit and see what flows out when I begin to talk to God. I do that for me because it feels intentional and it feels sacred, and it feels like the best time for me to do that kind of prayer. So what is it for you? What might help to sort of reorient ourselves to being honest with God in prayer? And here's the thing, if, if we haven't sort of done this before, it's going to seem hard at first. But the more we do it, the more we sort of sink into this sort of notion that God wants our unedited, honest prayers, the easier it will become and the more it will begin to shape who you are. So people that boldly approach God in prayer know that God boldly embraces who they are. And bold prayers are unedited prayers. And unedited prayers are honest prayers. There's one more thing. Remember our story from the book of Acts? Those disciples asked for boldness. And God gave them that boldness. And God moved the Spirit empowered those ordinary people. The Spirit worked through them. Those ordinary people like you and like me. And the book of Acts says the place that they were gathered was shaken. And here's the thing. God wants to do the same thing for us here. 2,000 years later in our lives, in our church, in our city, and in our world. The same spirit is at work here, shaking things up and setting people free, liberating people, bringing God's reign of love and grace in this place and in our lives. And we are invited to pray boldly for what we want God to shake up and transform and rescue and save and change and make new and resurrect and breathe new life into. And that's the thing about being honest. It's true here too. That we're invited to come to God with bold requests about our lives, our relationships, our marriages, our jobs, our families, our city, and our world. And God promises that God will work through those bold prayers, just as God always 
has to give us more and more boldness to be all that God has made us to be and all that God has created the world to be. And that bold honesty in prayer has the power to make us bold in every other area of our lives. Because boldness begins to have a ripple effect. And imagine, imagine what a community of bold witnesses to Jesus could have the power to do. A people who are bold in gratitude, bold in giving, bold in hope, and bold in prayer, in creating spaces like this for people to be loved and introduced to a God who is radically in love with each of them, a space where, invited, where we are invited to be honest with God and with one another, a space where we're able to be honest about the systems of injustice in the world and proclaiming the good news of God's grace that is awash in the world, a space where God wants to shake us up and shake up our world to make it more like a world that God has always dreamed it could be. That's the kind of community I want to be a part of. That's the kind of community that we are. And that's the kind of community that can change the world. So let's go out and be bold together. Amen? Amen.